shut up, you listen to my monkey mouth. As a companion, when you got pun on the canoe route, popped in a portal and got in a fight. Elias knocked him out. Bow, Marco fighting style. Bow, you'll see he tapped out. Bow, we win, we get crowned. Monkey mouth, monkey mouth, monkey mouth, monkey mouth. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ones Who Woke Up podcast. This is Joshua and this is my buddy James Dagger. Please introduce yourself to the camera so everybody can kind of like have an idea of who you are if this is the first time I've ever seen you. Uh, my name is uh, James Dagger. <laughs> Beautiful. What do you have going on these days? I know that uh, you, you're doing some uh, some some suicide mental health awareness stuff, um, stuff like that. So the, what else you have going on? Like, the, What's the name of that? Tell me about it. Uh, I run Uplift Inc. Apparel. It's a suicide prevention and mental health awareness clothing line that I'm trying to get off the ground. Uh, I also run Project Warhorse. I build, customize, and donate BMX bikes to military vets struggling with mental health because that was my outlet when I got out. Still is. Uh, I do comedy, music, martial arts, instruction, fitness instruction, uh, whole lot of different things. Anything that's uh, entertaining and fun and a release outlet to me, I try to get involved in. Dope, man. That's, that sounds like you're having a blast. You know what I'm Trying. saying? Uh, I know that you and I are working on some stuff on the back end together right now that, um, you know, I, I'd rather just not speak on entirely just because I like to move in silence. I think it's a uh, little Wayne said, real G's move in silence like lasagna. Okay. And uh, I, uh, I really do believe that, like, uh, everything that can exist does exist mm. and so like the reality where we're doing that and it's being really successful like I can see it in my mind's eye and like I know it's real and I believe that like every time that like you or somebody else like looks into the future at a potential reality that they want to go to mm. that like creates a like line of light between you and theirs that's the, exactly and like now that's a potential like reality tunnel for you to tumble through mm-hmm. uh, into that space and so um, as long as you like speak on it only with people who are going to see that same space in the future mm-hmm. that's more lines of light there and that and like the more lines of light there are to it the less resistance there is by the universe right like it's it's more likely that that's the reality tunnel that you're going to fall down yeah. through you know what I'm saying it's like they're all branching off and there's a million things that could happen like you're going to wake up in your bed tomorrow yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like all the reality tunnels like line up there in the short term. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they all branch off. And so we're just trying to make sure that like we're all in the fifth dimensional line looking at the same thing so that we can create a path of lesser resistance within the higher dimension. Like it. Does that make sense to you? Yep. But you've done some LSD, right? I have. What, what other drugs? What other, what other uh, psychedelics have you done? I've done mushrooms, LSD, DMT, and I've also... Uh, blended up a Bolivian torch cactus and drank the entire thing to see what that would do. <laughs> what did that do? <laughs> uh, it was, it was kind of like a mellow, uh, a mellow LSD trip. I don't think I really did it right, but it's still... You just did like a water extraction on it, blended it? No, I just drank the whole thing like a fucking smoothie, and I think that's where I fucked up. Yeah. But apparently, like, you're not supposed to do that. But well, I mean, you, you made it. Yeah. And like, yeah. it gave you something. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think your, your favorite psychedelic experience was? Uh, man, that's hard, man. Um, I mean, which one, like, like right now, like, what was the first one that, like, hit your chest? You know what I'm saying? 
I mean, mushrooms is definitely my go-to. Yeah. Um, but I like them all for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like the way I describe it to people who haven't done it, which I've gotten a lot of people into it. Um, good on you. For therapeutic yeah, reasons. Yeah, absolutely good on you. Um, mushrooms is like you are the passenger in a spaceship that you can pretty much, uh, it's a spaceship through the uh, infinite knowledge of the universe and your own consciousness and understanding yourself, other people, and the world around you. I like to refer to that as the galactic consciousness. Okay, yeah. And I feel like LSD is you're in the driver's seat of that spaceship and DMT is you are the GPS of that fucking spaceship. Uh, because mushrooms, it's kind of like you're going along for the ride, at least for me, and you kind of go wherever uh, it... I repeat a mantra every time I do psychedelics. I say, uh, teach me what I need to be taught, show me what I need to be shown, and help me extract the most beneficial value out of this experience. Outstanding. And Outstanding. I kind of just ride the ride. Yeah. LSD, it kind of helps me navigate through that with a little bit more control. And DMT is kind of like you're able to just go through the Rolodex of everything in your mind. It's helped me remember shit that I forgot I'd forgotten. Yeah. Uh, it's so funny you say the Rolodex. I, I've, I've experienced the Rolodex. Uh, where it's like every plonk frame of your life, like yeah. if they divided your every second of your life into a hundred quadrillion individual snapshots yeah. of the universe. Yeah. yeah, that happened to me on LSD though. Really? Uh, yeah, while I was having my heart weight against the feather of truth and all of Anubis during my first Ubudef experience. Wow. Yeah, um, and that yeah, was a pretty wild fucking time, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was a neat deal to say the least. And uh, the thing that tripped me out is that like I was being communicated. Mm. Right, like there was like this like infinitely wise like galactic consciousness. Mm. The sum total of like all knowledge that's ever been gathered by sentient beings ever. It's just like prepared with all that wisdom to like tell you what you needed to know. Yeah. And uh the first thing I asked it was what was the purpose of life? Mm. And uh you I mean you probably what 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 do you think it is? Four letter word. I couldn't even tell you. Love, buddy. Yeah, that's the purpose. That's this whole thing is a big act of love. Like the galactic consciousness loves us and it loves itself and it's keeping this whole thing going so that we can all experience ourselves and enjoy ourselves. Uh, and in quite the same way as you're keeping yourself afloat, the little bit 20 million uh, microorganisms that live on every square centimeter of your epidermis are, are appreciating you the same way you would appreciate the galactic consciousness. You know what I'm saying? Like all this big active love and we all keep each other going so that we can keep each other going. See, when you said four, four letter word, I was going to say hell and it's meant to teach you grit <laughs> and character, but maybe it's just... Well, I mean, maybe this particular, uh, maybe this, phase. well, yeah, like maybe yeah. this particular place in space and time, yeah. right, but that's all nestled within this bigger experience that, yeah. uh, that like is like the void space that it all kind of erupts out of. Yeah. Um, I like to take people through the, through the thought process of, uh, of the Big Bang. Okay. Um, if you can conceptualize it, right? Yeah. Like it's like they, it was like this infinitely small, little, like infinitely dense, infinitely hot thing that contained like all the energy and matter that is now. Yeah. And 
we know it was there because we can like look back in time with our with our instrumentation and like measure where like it all came from. And like you've seen like the the pictures of like what they say the measurable universe that our instrumentation has been able to measure so far looks like. Right? Yeah. This amorphous cloud of like galaxies and shit. Well, like bro, if you just zoom that out further to the point that it was just a fucking point source of light, that's us right now. If you were far enough out that way, we would measurably be the thing that we said we were back then, mm. right now. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. And so, uh, those that's the type of shit that psychedelic can push you through right mm. there. Like, run you run you through the ringer like that and fucking spit you out and like, yeah. how are you supposed to do anything with this now? Yeah. Um, so, what what's your experience with DMT like? I mean, how many times have you done it? Uh, I've done DMT, I think, twice. So far, if I could have, I would have done it a whole lot more. But uh, in BMO, BMO is the place to do it. Yeah, we can fucking talk to God. Yeah, you got fifteen minutes. <laughs> you got fifteen minutes, bro. But we'll we'll continue that conversation on yeah. because we are in a fucking Texas where they don't fuck around with that shit. Yeah. But uh, but so what was your like favorite experience with it, man? Uh, well. It was really weird, man. Um, yeah, to say the fucking least. Yeah. Uh, basically, um, it wasn't it wasn't anything profound like you would think of, like speaking to outer worldly beings or like a higher power or anything like that. It's kind of like I went through the uh, the tunnel in Willy Wonka. It's like a series of rooms almost. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, it kind of left me in this blank space. And it was like, okay, uh, what do you want to do? Yeah. And I was like, uh, I don't know. So uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, looking at my. What can I do? Yeah. I That's was the question. My, what can I do? I was looking at my ex at the time, and she had done it too. And it's almost like us both doing it kind of um, created like a telekinetic link. Yeah. And I was or able a telepathic to, link, rather. I was able to hear her thoughts. And I tried explaining this to the people in the room, and nobody believed me. So I was like, okay, watch this. I'm going to communicate with you only through my mind, and you're going to communicate with me only through your mind, no speech whatsoever, and I'm going to tell you what you said in your mind, and you're going to tell me what you uh, I said in my mind. Yeah. And basically, it happened verbatim. And my buddy, who also did it, was like, bullshit. And I was like, okay, well, um, if I can read thoughts, I can also perform kind of like inception where I can plant thoughts too. And he was like, okay, fun, try it. So I stare at him and he's just like making all these kinds of weird faces. He's like, bro, I can't even concentrate right now. And I was like, why? It's like, I just see your face all over your body. It's just a million of your faces all over your body. And I was like, exactly. Because that's exactly what I wanted you to see. It's and dope. it was weird. And, uh, that's then fucking it, super dope, though. And then it was like, okay, heighten the senses and um, walking around the room with my eyes closed and maneuvering around objects and telling you where everything is and fucking... It was really weird. It was like I had more access to my mind than you like have. Like the third's eye wide open. Yeah, yeah. It's like looking at the room through your third eye. Yeah. Uh, so have you ever like completely broken through on it to where like you were like... I don't think Out so. of your body? 
No. Okay. So, uh, I have. Okay. And it's a trip, bro. Um, but so I kind of fucked my. Fr- I mean, I've done it several times at this point. Like I have it. Yeah. I'm like sure, let's go. Let's yeah. go. But uh, I had had that really wild ego death experience with LSD. Mm. Like went like bro, like all the way to the mountaintop, like the the full thing, like mm. the fullest fucking thing that you could ever want. And I was like, that was experience. I got the thing. It was certain. And uh, I had heard from several different people that like all these different psychedelics are just like different experience paths to that ego death state. Mm. You feel me? Yeah. So like LSD would be like a cruise on the highway to get there. Uh, mushrooms would be like a walk through the forest to get there. And like DMT would be like a bullet train. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and so I was, I wanted to test that. I was like, okay, let's go. Let's see. Yeah. And so I really like blasted through the entire experience like really quickly and I didn't get to take it all in as much as I would have liked. Yeah. But uh, there were definitely like distinct phases like passing through the chrysanthemum. Um, there's definitely like a, a chrysanthemum, it looks like a chrysanthemum that like you pass through. Is that a flower? Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah. I don't know why I know that. Because we're all connected. It's like we're <laughs> one big hive mind. Um, you know they can they they've proven that with a, or I think they can prove that rather like as my interpretation of it is they can they can tell like animals really know when they're being stared at. Mm. Well, that's because we're all one big thing. Like bro, you're connected to the solid state drive. It's connected to the solid state drive. They're like sharing that experience literally, bro. There's no other way to put it. Um, but there was definitely like a room full of like what looked like fucking like cosmic jesters. It's definitely like a room where like it was folding in on itself and it was full of faces mm. bunch of weird shit but uh i got to a point where uh if i was speaking um and it wasn't like me actually going blah but it was like the the mental act of producing yeah. symbols that mean things mm-hmm. it would make shapes yeah. like the form of a concept bro. Yeah. and our language is so bad at it it's like and like, bro, there are these big like, wow, like chants, bro, yeah. that like can fucking penetrate deep, deep down in there, bro, that have like big, robust meanings, bro, that like the gods use, like fucking dolphins and shit. They've got yeah. this shit fucking down, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I've, I've, I've experienced dolphins that. and it's whales like have got that shit down. Indecipherable knowledge through sounds and vibrations and these symbols that I can't even make out and I couldn't even draw them but you know you, but that they have the most immense amount of context yeah it's yeah. like some fucking alien language somewhere that was like the most meaningful con the most meaningful symbol they ever had and now it's there for you yeah. you know what I'm saying it's just like all of those that have ever existed in any fucking anything anywhere yeah 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 you've seen yeah. we've seen um, but <laughs> um, the DMT experience that I had, uh, I wound up breaking all the way through, right? And like it got to where like I was so far out that like I couldn't like orient myself and like find my body anymore. Mm-hmm. I was out of it. And uh, I've never been into the comic books or anything, but like the only bit of English language that kept bouncing into my brain is that this is what it's like to be Galactus. You familiar with Galactus? Galactus was the last living being in the universe as it collapsed in on itself in the big squash, like how it moved in cosmic heartbeat. Yeah. He was the last living thing as it went. Mm. 
And so his consciousness is one with every bit of matter that's everywhere, every bit of energy, like it's all, it's all galactic. It's all galactic is mine. And he can manifest himself. He eats worlds for fun type shit. And uh, I kept telling me this is what it's like to be him. And I like silver surfing around and just like went and like checked out galaxies and nebulas, watched fucking solar, like watched entire galaxies collide. Yeah. You know, he's like, why don't you come back here and see what's happening here? It's like, why? Yeah. Why would I come back and see what's happening on Planet of the Apes? Yeah. Whenever I can literally go watch fucking galaxies collide over the course of fucking millennia. Yeah. Like, alive for a thousand years in the DMT state, fucking watching these things happen over the course of thousands of years. Why would I come back and watch what you're doing? Yeah. Fuck off. Hey, why are you doing a psychedelic trip? Watch this new TikTok video. Fuck that. Fuck that. <laughs> I got... Bigger, better things to fucking look at, to be real honest. And uh, although I make TikToks, y'all follow my TikTok. Follow my, <laughs> give me follows, guys. I need, need more followers, more ad money. Let's do it. This is fucking go. Merchandise. Buy merchandise. What are we talking about? Uh, trip experiences. Uh, man, I slipped into capitalism and. <laughs> Sounds like, like you need another trip. Completely fucking uprooted everything I had going on. I like went into fucking sales pitch mode. Like, fucking fuck. Real fake doors right over here. What's your uh, dosage when you do mushrooms? Uh, I'm disappointed to say that I believe my uh, my mushroom circuit is busted. Yeah, I've had uh, like humongous heroic trips on LSD, mescaline, and DMT. Um, but I've never been able to get mushrooms to trip. Like, they always, like, are neat feeling and looking, mm. but, like, never has it, like, jerked me around and gotten me to, like, the point where, like, I'm in my mind and, like, seeing profound stuff. But, and, like, never had it. Never had it. And last time I did it, I ate seven grams. I ate seven grams of mushrooms. And both of my, both of my friends took three and a half. And they're like, this is fine, just fine. And I'm like, I took twice as much as y'all. And I'm like, yeah. This is meh. Like, so, I'm not getting jerked around at all. How do you do it? Like, do you just eat it dry? What do you do with it? Uh, so, I brew the tea. Okay. And then I drink the tea. And then I parachute the mash. That was leftover. Okay. Try this on your next one. I do about seven grams or over every time I do it, too. Nice. Um, and the acidity in fruit if you blend up frozen fruit into a smoothie with like some cranberry juice or some orange juice and you put some mushrooms in there yep just so drink them in a smoothie so let me tell you last time i i put a whole fuck ton of lemon juice in the tea and i also took black pepper extract mm. and uh still really yeah like took two supplements to help the chemical do the thing i mean i don't think it Bad's gonna happen to you. Just try up in the dosage, see what happens. Well, it's just like I keep doing it. It's just like shit's expensive and hard to come by. And like I'm like, cool, we're gonna buy a half ounce, and I'm gonna take fucking half of the whole thing. Hope you guys enjoy y'all's quarter of this that yeah. we just bought. You know what I'm saying? It's like for long, I was gonna grind up an ounce. I was yeah. gonna go eat like all the goddamn mushrooms until it fucking uncorks me. Yeah. And that's fine. Like that's what I want. Like I want it to be terrifying. I don't want to feel like I died. I want to be like, goddamn it, I took too many mushrooms. Pun's fucking dead. This time it's real. I'm really not coming back. Fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want that. That's what I want to be like. Go, wow, holy shit, I fucked up. Yeah. Type of energy. 
Like, that's, those are the best trips. Those are the best trips. What's the worst trip you've ever had? Oh, I have bad trips. Bad trips bitching me. What's what's your perspective on a bad trip? I just feel so. Well, 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 so, well, so here's the thing: is like some people actually do have like sincerely bad trips that don't have anything to do with like their trauma or anything like that, and like it's just like the chemicals are inter- interacting weird, especially with like mushrooms. Um, mm-hmm. Mushrooms it happens a lot more. Um, but I feel like the average person when they're talking about a bad trip are the people who are just like too fragile to like take that real hard gander in the mirror, yeah. right? And like I've had my heart weight feather truth in the halls of Nubis, so like I know that like I'm the living Godhead incarnate. I'm, an infinitely old thing experiencing myself for love's sake and as long as I keep acting in the, out of the principle of love like I'm going to look back on this particular experience and feel satisfied yeah thank you man and so uh you know I don't, I don't remember what question I was answering uh I got too into the flow state and I forgot what we were talking about but uh where were we at what were we talking about it was a bad trip experience oh so yeah I just feel like uh those are people who just uh weren't equipped enough to handle that and yeah. uh, and it just like breaks them to pieces like I got broken into a trillion pieces where I thought I died. You know what I'm saying? I just like got forged by that yeah. process. And like it's like if you're gonna take that strong a dose, like you're putting yourself into like the psychedelic uh fucking psychological crucible. Yeah. And like not all fucking not all pieces of steel come out yeah. dishonest. Yeah, I love that shit. The fucking psychological crucible, bro. I live for it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like over the, like like throw me in the deep end. Like God yeah. please fucking yeah. break me. Show me what I'm made of. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's fun, man. This, this has been a really fun conversation so far. Um, what a... I don't even know where to go with this, bro. I'm too fucking... I, I've been too in the flow state with it to even think about anything fun to talk about. Uh, what's your favorite TikTok you've seen recently? I watched TikTok. Fuck, I was hoping that I'd be able to rope you in with fucking your previous <laughs> TikTok joke, bro. Uh so, I mean, we can always revert back to talking about Joe Rogan. What was the best Joe Rogan podcast you've seen recently, man? Uh, man. Yeah, probably the um, Paul Stamets. Oh, that's a good oh, one. Yeah. I, so, what do you think he knows about Portobello? Like, homie straight up pled the fifth yeah. on Joe Rogan's podcast, bro. Yeah. Um, what you, like, cause cancer? Or, like... I mean, or fucking something weird. Like, what could possibly be going on? Why would you need to plead the fifth on a bit of information you know about portobello mushrooms? It's the most available. It's the most put out there. Yeah, if there's something bad about it, it's gonna be bad for the food industry, and the food industry ain't nobody to fuck with. Yeah, like they're they're big, big bad, big bad food industry, bro. Don't fuck with those guys. Yeah. Like the guys who make money off portobello mushrooms aren't the people to fuck with. Probably. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just because like. The people who do Tyson's chicken aren't going to be fucked with either. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're all pretty wild. Get capped over exposing caps, dude. And get fucking put in the fucking Tyson chicken meat grinder. <laughs> turned into Tyson chicken tendies. <laughs> put in the fucking turned into pepperoni. Yep. You and the horse meat they're not supposed to be using. You know that they they did a thing where they went and looked at like every frozen pizza brand and like over seventy five percent of them the pepperoni contained horse meat. Uh, I mean, I can't sp- I can't say factually about the stat, but uh, but I remember hearing it and like remembering it and like looking into it and like validating it myself. And it was like, wow, holy shit, they're really feeding fucking people horse meat on the frozen pizzas. Wow. I just ate the shit out of some Papa John's last night. See, I don't I don't know if Papa John's they, they didn't talk about Papa John's better ingredients, better pizzas, bro. I, I don't know if they're using the horse meat. I don't know if horse meat counts as better ingredients, better pizzas, bro. Um, but like definitely bro if you're like going to the store and getting like a Tony's or a Red Baron bro yeah. 
Oh, that's the horse meat central, bro. You getting the, you getting the, you getting that nene, bro. <laughs> you getting that pizza nene, bro. I think that we should start a company called Pizza Nene. Pizza Nene. How wonderful would that be? <laughs> like, we use horse meat. Fuck you. Just <laughs> be real frank about it. Look, we put the shit on front. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, I I feel like you've had more profound experiences uh, on psychedelics than I have. I've, I've done them um, a good amount for me, but comparatively to other people, I know other people that will take a couple tabs of LSD at once, and like, I've only done one at a time. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, you haven't, uh, had, you haven't had a proper LSD experience yet. I mean, so I got chem- I have a chemically imbalanced I brain. I understand so like, that. I, I do understand that. One tab of LSD is like, oh, oh, it's great for me. And like, to be honest, like I'll push myself with mushrooms, but like for some reason LSD, it's a little bit more weary for well, me. Well, you were saying that, uh, that weed's kind of the same way for you, right? Yeah, if I smoke more than like a little... More than that, I'm com- like completely dysfunctional, blown with anxiety, and like, well, like the way that uh, the way that LSD and uh, THC interact with your brain are pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Like they both they both pretty much uh, LSD like wedges open the chemical receptors for the stuff that they interact with, and and THC just kind of like lubricates it. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. it's like the same fucking orientation as yeah. well. Like people can uh, take like high doses of uh, of edibles and have like borderline psychedelic experiences. I, in fact, had that, yeah. Yeah, so it's because it's literally the same thing. It's literally like the same chemical in your brain that, that you're that you're getting the high from. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of, uh, and what dosage, right? Mm-hmm. Like in, like when you take LSD, it's like, this is fucking open, yeah. and we're going to in there, and like, <laughs> that's that. Yeah. Um, but I uh, had a really fun time on mescaline once. Okay. Um, I took like, Three hits of like pure mescaline and uh, watched uh, watched fireworks on Fourth of July out of my buddy's house. And uh, but everybody was drinking. Everybody was like having like a regular party around me. So it was kind of weird. weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's like oh wow, y'all are drunk and like doing all this like low vibration yeah, shit. Yeah, and I'm just like yeah. over here like fucking chilling out as like the galactic fucking consciousness like watching fireworks on Earth because it's what's entertaining right now. Uh, one of my favorite uh, thought experiments uh, or like ideas to play with is uh, something that I heard, uh, I think Alan Watts talking about. I don't think it was like his original idea. Are you familiar with Alan Watts? Yeah. Um, where imagine you had a machine where every night you went to sleep, you could have any dream you wanted. And you did that for forever, right? Until you had every like ecstatic experience that you could think of before you went to sleep, mm. right? And eventually, you started getting surprised. And eventually, you had to start hitting an even more and more like obscure surprise button until eventually you dreamt the dream of this. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. That's all of us. Like, we're all fucking just dreaming this shit. Uh, one of my favorite uh, readings was uh, The Allegory of the Gate, okay. which half the friends tell me I have a critical misinterpretation of the text, but I'm telling you right now, Plato took fucking something. Like Plato fucking, I think that I've seen where uh, the civilization that Plato was from uh, had been actively trading with India 
And India, their entire religion is founded on fucking psychedelic experiences. I don't think any great philosopher has gotten to the philosophical profoundness without some assistance of some sort. Well, you know, there's some guys who got there through, like, logic and shit. Like, there's some guys who, like, had some really, really good shit to say. Yeah. But, like, it was never, like, really, really profound. Yeah. Like, the profound shit always there's comes logic, from, logic, like, and then there's, like, spiritual logic. Mystical experience yeah. is what they refer to it as. And and, uh, and uh, people like to act like uh, uh, rationalist people. are like, it's got to be rational. Uh, buddy, rationalism and the scientific method was birthed out of a fucking mystical experience. Yeah. You feel me? Like, it's all, like, so you can't say that this tool that we use now that was born from mysticism is now going to be the thing that we use to invalidate mysticism. Like, bro, this thing came from this. Like, we have to uh, pay respect to, like, where this shit comes from. And so, uh, yeah, I think that we absolutely need to, uh, to, to take the mystical experiences much more seriously. And I think that psychedelics are like a really really good way to like hand deliver that shit oh yeah and uh, sure. uh i think it'd be fun to start a church like a really really fun to start a church uh to where we could like turn people on like because yeah. uh, like i have uh, i have some friends who literally like run their own church doing shit um they like finger paint on sundays type shit mm. um yeah good times but uh it'd be really dope if like we could literally like bring people into a comfortable space and uh and you know let, let them unplug yeah. you know what i'm saying and, and give them a safe comfortable environment with people who like are familiar and comfortable with like how to navigate that type of space um so that people can experience these type of benefits yeah and anything short of that is like running a podcast because we can talk about it abroad right? yeah yeah i mean i've done that with a couple people so far a lot of them are vets with like you know traumatic uh, post-traumatic stress and stuff and it's helped them too like a lot of people that were kind of weary about it or like against it for whatever reason but just talking to somebody with positive feedback experience kind of opens them up to it which this podcast will do too but even just like getting them in person bro would you be down to run an underground fucking psychedelic psychotherapy company you know i would love to yeah Uh, yeah i think it's hugely beneficial it's it's paramount to the reason why i'm still alive today i owe my life to mushrooms I mean, real shit. Yeah. Real shit. Well, bro, we'll talk about that more. I mean, obviously, we can't we can't be building any criminal enterprises on yeah. on on camera, but we can we can talk about them as fun ideas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, I think that that could be like a critically good thing, and and I think that whenever you do it uh, as a church, you're like protected, like really, really protected. Oh yeah, like, there's. I've looked into it because I've been really wanting to do ayahuasca. Like mm-hmm. I feel like my my scope of what I was supposed to experience self-therapy-wise has kind of reached a capping point, and I feel like I need to do a much deeper, much more extreme, profound crucible of a trip. And I looked into it. There's a lot of retreats. Even in Austin, there's uh, mm-hmm. shamanic churches mm-hmm. and stuff. you got to pay for them, and it's pretty fucking mm-hmm. expensive. But... Um, they do have certain protections. I don't know how that works. But well, it's like, a it's a sacrament. Like at the end of the day, like that that's that's the terminology is you're utilizing psychedelics as a sacrament so mm-hmm. that you can uh, get closer to God. Yeah. Um, and like that's like really the God on the truth of what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, it's neat. Like it's it's like a like literally protected act. Yeah. Um, federally, like there's yeah. nothing that anybody can do. Yeah. Um, as long as you register the shit, like it's like it's just tough because like most people are like so weary of the state. Mm. Like I could never let the state know that 
like the international and stuff. And then I got they gotta like ask me questions about how I got it and shit like that. Um, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, you put your chest out and do it, you can do it. I mean, I know there's guys in California that are doing it. There's guys in Austin that are doing it. I mean, you tell me there are other retreats in Austin that are doing this. I mean, we can do it. You know what I'm we can definitely do it for sure. Because uh, yeah, I mean, you've already done it successfully. I've already done it successfully. Like, it'd be a lot of fun to fucking help folks out. Like that's a uh, that's always you know. At the end of the day, I think that uh, if you get high enough on your human hierarchy of self-actualization, yeah. like, the next frontier is helping folks get to that point, too. Yeah. Like, that's where you're going to find your fulfillment. Yeah. And, and, like, at the end of the day, you know, like, it's a selfish thing, right? Like, you're doing it so that you can feel good, right? But, like, that's the last, like, that's, like, the last steps. It's, yeah. like, what's going to make me feel the best is helping other people. Yeah. And so, as long as it's, like, well-intended, like, it's dope. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, I think it'd be, what I really want to do is get a chemistry step so that I can start tinkering. Because, like, bro, have you, are you familiar with uh, Anthony Shogun? Mm-hmm. Uh, man, RIP, him and his wife, uh, his wife died recently. Um, but he was, like, a, a, a psychedelic chemistry pioneer. He has literally uh, entire fucking, like, big, thick books on uh, different types of uh, psychedelics that he manufactured. Uh, not, and, like, not on, like, a grand scale, but, like, um, he would make a batch in like his home chemistry set and then he had like a group of hippies that like he would like try it and he would like document what their experiences were like and talk about it so you can go and like look at like what LSA does all these different lysergamites, all these different tryptamines, all these different mm-hmm. uh, types of psychedelics that can be synthesized or that can be produced with organic materials mm-hmm. um, what they can do and has like the fucking encyclopedia of them and I think it'd be really really dope to go and like literally list all of those chemicals in those books that sack of this mm-hmm. um, so that we could fucking have free reign to go get a chemistry set and fucking make whatever the fuck we wanted to try out whatever the fuck we wanted that's you know <clears throat> uh, not recreational thing mm-hmm. um, but then obviously stick to the trying true methods whenever it comes to like actually providing the service to yeah. and helping them out um, yeah that's a fun combo bro I'm like really really jazzed up right now that I found someone else who's like down to do something like this. Oh, yeah. bro, like, oh, bro like, I've been wanting to do mushrooms, acid, and DMT at the same time in a deprivation tank to see how far I can fucking push it. Well, you know, the truth is that uh, the, the LSD is going to overpower the mushrooms and the DMT is going to overpower the LSD. Like, it's going to be like distinctly like points, right? It's going to be like, oh, this is mushrooms, this is LSD. Yeah. And it's like, this is DMT, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the deprivation tanks are great, bro. I'm all, so I've never been in one. I've never been in one either, but in premise, they're fantastic. And uh, and I know that like my big, profound, impactful, like meaningful psychedelic experience that I had, um, I had while meditating. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, one of the Sober? Big, no, 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 it was while I was high. Okay. Um, but I, I meditate while high. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's one of the big things that like it was it kept telling me, uh, like some you, know, you get like distinct messages. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Sometimes, a lot of times it's intuitive and you have to kind of interpret it. But like one thing that like beamed into my head repeatedly in like plain English was that this state of mind is attainable without these chemicals as mm-hmm. long as you like meditate properly. Yeah. And right then I was like, oh, well I need to go meditate then. <laughs> and like went to my bedroom and fucking turned off the light. Silent darkness is a big deal. Um, the, the, the fewer things that you have to like psychologically yeah, grab yeah. on like grab onto to orient like bro shit'll get so trippy that you're like I need to get out I need to open my eyes yeah. and when you open your eyes and it's completely dark and the psychedelic doesn't stop because there's nothing to be like oh this and that yeah. uh, that's when like shit starts 
snowballing real fucking fast. Yeah. Um, we digressed earlier. There was something I was going to say about the my uh, my DMT experience that I thought was very very interesting, and it kind of beckons back to you how you were able to walk around the room and identify objects with your eyes mm-hmm. closed. Um, when you're on the come down, though, you have like the distinct feeling of falling. Like, yeah. like it's like, wow, I'm falling out of the psychedelic experience. No. Yeah. And uh, and when I landed back in my body, bro, I was looking around the room and I could see my cousin Jeremiah sitting there stroking his beard. And then I opened my eyes and he was still sitting there stroking his beard. And I was the wildest fucking did. It was like, oh, fuck. I just saw, like, with my straight up third eye into this room and, like, saw exactly what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. We've been there. Uh, so for me, whenever I'm in like that level of state, whenever I can like see the room, uh, it's got like emanating zebra stripe Fabergé agar on mm. everything. Does that make sense? Yeah. Is that like an appropriate way to describe yeah. the thing? Okay, you've seen the thing. Fuck yeah, bro. It's so nice. I swear to God, people in the room, it's so nice to be able to talk about this shit to somebody who fucking gets it. Like, God fucking damn it. because. There's so few people who like have actually like really like had the balls to like go and like really do the thing and like mm-hmm. see the type of stuff that I'm talking about and it's a uh, it's validating like I'm not fucking crazy. Yeah. The Fabergé egg art third eye is like real. It's a thing that can really happen. But at any rate, man, it's been 35 minutes. I think it's been a plenty fun podcast, bro. Yeah. Less is more sometimes. I think that we can fucking get in any one of these any any time at this point. So, sure. uh, dude, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Once you woke up podcast. James Dagger, it's your boy Joshua. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. In studio peeps, you guys have been awesome. Dude, I really appreciate you again, brother. Yes, sir.